Ashrinu, we're back to the we're back to our tzaddik to the piyasets nelebes chetogen aleinu. Reb Chaim was coming Shapira. Please open up in Nachshas Avrechim, page Yud Bet. Are there any more svarim there? Yeah. Who needs a sefer? Page Yud Bet. In the middle of Perak Bet. Today we're going to start to run. Run meaning we've been doing this very very slowly, which is always good. I think today we could do it slowly, just with. Covering more, uh, covering more Homer. So the Indian I want to bring us back to um, is like this. It's crazy that it's possible to do Nolama Siyah, to do a lot of things that are holy and not feel it. It's possible. We all know that. We've spoken about how much, like, we could be in shul with our tefillin and our heads in Kriyachma and then sing the word Ukshaitam and not being sure if you're on the first piece of Shema or the second. Baruch Hashem, none of you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> happens to be that it happens sometimes to people very far away from here. It's like a crazy thing. You could, we could be like that. And the question is, how could, it, how could it be like that? And what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? This Sefer is addressing what we're going to do about it. Now I just want to explain something. text. We have Midot and we have Maasim. In the Sefirot, what sphera is most connected to the world of Asiya? The lowest one, Malchut. Malchus is the lowest one. Which are the midot that are connected more to love and to feeling and v'chulei? Chesed, Gvura, Tiferet, the, the ones that are higher up. So what the Rebbe is going to be speaking about, continuing to speak to us today, is to explain that it's very, it makes a lot of sense. When a person is more in the Lama Asiyah, when you're doing things, it may be easier to just f- not, f- not feel what you're doing because it's very connected to action and it's a lower level. The Hitrakshut doesn't happen in Asiyah. The Hitrakshut, the Hitlavut, happens on a higher place. And therefore, like we saw in the middle of page Yudbet, Bet, <laughs> Now this is what we learned last time. Now we understand why Chazal made us so meshuga, not meshuga, but very much makpid on our midot. Because if our midot are more refined and they're guarded, then I'll be able to feel so much more all the things that I'm doing instead of being on autopilot and being robotic. So now, skip to the bottom. This is where we're up to. We're in the bottom of Yudbet, the bottom paragraph. We could say that you don't feel it at all. The nefesh doesn't feel anything. Remember, this whole point of the Sefer is the gilui of the nefesh. It's very, it says like this, Hen yicholim lomar pashut shelachen bepeulot ha'asiyah en chelek mehanefesh nirgash le'ish. Ubepeulot ha'midot mitiragesh yoter. But when it comes to things that have to do with love and awe, I feel it more. Mipnei Remember, the, 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 the Svirot. When it comes to Asiya, its root is Lemata Mehamidot. The world of action is lower than the world of Midot. Therefore, only a small point, a small chunk of the soul is revealed through the world of Asiya. You know, you have workaholics... 
Right? We, we all know workaholics, people that are, even, even like spiritual workaholics, but they're more in terms of avoda, avoda. I'm going to go and start that building, I'm going to go start do that chesed, I'm going to start to do that thing. And, and they still don't feel anything. Because they're involved in a sphera that's lower than where things are felt much more in your face. Ad bilti lihi, fourth line, ad bilti litragesh. Sometimes you don't even feel anything at all. Ubehamidot, when it comes to the midos, sheshorshan yoter gavoa, bechelek yoter gadol manefesh mitgale. When it comes to the midos, they're, root, they're rooted higher in the spheros. A larger part of the soul is revealed, therefore man feels it more. Omnam kenhu, ava mikol makom, lama eno margish meuma basiato. אפילו בשעה שעשה עבודה גדולה בכוח גדול, הלא סוף כל סוף מתגלה בו חלק מהנפש. But the Rebbe is saying, but how could it be, remember, what he's addressing as Chassidim, that he thinks, even though he doesn't say this clearly, forgot what the whole revolution and revelation of the Baal Shem Tov was. This is 180 years after the Baal Shem Tov, saying we're forgetting what it's all about. We're doing it all. I'm sitting by the Rebbe's tish. I'm getting Shirayim. I'm, did you see this video of what they do in some certain places on Zos Hanukkah, where they throw crazy things at the person lighting menorah? Did any of you see this? What is this? Some guy, I felt so bad for him, was lighting, I felt like he was saying like, uh, while he was getting chucked, you didn't see this? All right, whatever. Emmanuel, you saw this once? I don't understand what it is. Talna, they do this? What is this? Anyway, like Torah, like Ben Musaf or whatever? Like, like, they... like, like Tefillah Tal, like Geshem, yeah. But this is like, this is crazy because the guy has to stand there and he gets, I saw things chucked at him and his strangles falling off and the menorah is ba- barely standing. It's like, it, it's crazy. It's pushed with crazy. I'll send you a clip if you guys want. It's pretty weird. Aval mikol makom lama eno margish meuma ba'asiyato afilu b'sha'ah she'asa avoda gedola b'koach gadol. But still, the guy worked so hard on something. Why don't you feel what you worked so hard on? Why don't you feel what you worked so hard on? You worked so hard on Aliyah. Oh my God, did you work hard on making Aliyah? Why don't you feel it? How could it wear off after a few months? What's going on over here? Asiyah. should feel it. He's saying part of your nefesh becomes revealed, even if it's a small part. Where did it go? ובהתרגשות, bottom line, on page י"ב, ובהתרגשות המידות, אף התרגשות כלשהו, כבר מרגישים. When it comes to the midot of love, and bless you, when it's not necessarily עשייה, but you're working with the emotions, you feel it much faster and much easier. עוד זאת, התינך, next page, בפעולות העשייה. אבל מה נענה בפעולות החושים שיש ששורשן יותר גבוה מהמידות כאן נודע? בסדר. So when it comes to עשייה, I understand that it's a little bit harder for me to feel things that are very much rooted in the lower chart. But what about when it comes to the pula of the senses? Pulot ha-choshim. Sheyesh shoshan yoter gavwa ma'amidot kanoda. We know when it comes to the pula of senses, they're rooted higher than midot. Again, choshim, our senses. We're talking about worlds where our souls are revealed to us. And the highest place It's through our senses, like we began at the beginning of this parak. Then it's through the midot, the attributes of love and fear and kindness, where your soul is revealed to you, a little bit less. And then on the bottom is asiyah. 
Again, I want you guys to pay, open your hearts and listen very closely. On the Sefirot chart, this, this Sefer is about Gilui HaNefesh, our souls being revealed to us. Where are our souls revealed to us the most? Where are our souls revealed to us less? This is what, this is what he just said right now. On the chart of this Sefirot, through every, in the, and it's through the Sefirot that anything is being is revealed, really. The highest place, the most revealed place where my soul becomes revealed to me is through the Chushim, the senses, through what I see, through what I hear, like you said in the beginning of this parent. Yoter gavoa midot. Then you have midot. Then you have the different attributes of love and kindness and fear and awe and trepidation. That's lower, where your soul's revealed to you a little bit less. And then even less than that is through action, that your soul's revealed to you, but even less than that. Now, we have to say this because he wrote this, but don't bother trying to understand it at all, okay? Look at the next few lines. Shesho'resh ha'midot hu b'shem b'mhei, v'shoresh ha'reiyah hu b'shem ayin be'ez, v'ashmi'ah be'arach hu b'shem salmech gimel, k'mo sh'katuf be'etz chaim sh'ar ayin dalet v'shar ayin hei. Anybody? I like the Tanya in the section. Right. <laughs> right. It's in the Igros there. He goes into some Igros. You don't know. It's, it's, it's basically, you all, I'm sure you've heard of Shem Ayin Beis. You've heard of these concepts before. These are very deep Kabbalistic concepts. They are for us. Not for now. Yeah, he could give it over. Rabbi Abraham Sutton can just tell you like, what these things mean. When it comes again to the world of action, the chelik of a nefesh that's revealed to a person re- remains somewhat still, uh, um, um, satum, clogged. And when it comes to being emotionally, being in, enlightened in your heart, who you are, what you're about, is revealed to you more. But from now. Can, can we even fathom the greatness that a person can reach when he sanctifies his midot. And when everything that you do, and it comes to the service of God, is filled with enthusiasm and excitement, you reveal your soul to you through one way, through avodat Hashem. What are you doing in the world? That's who I am. Because I find out who I am much more like that all day long, if that's what I'm busy with. What do you do for a living? I'm an avid Hashem. It happens to be that through the money that comes in, it's I use my head for numbers or for medicine or for an, a, a sport. But in my root of who I am, I'm an avid Hashem because that's the way that I find out who I am. What a boring life it would be if I spent most of my life Aleph, not even knowing that there's an Indian of finding out who you are, and Bez, not knowing how to do it. But what he's saying over here, Chazal, we're very big on making sure we sanctified our Midos, because when the Midos are sanctified, when they're protected and guarded and refined, 
through then, through that Indian, I get a much bigger picture of who I am. Which essentially means who the Ribbono Shleim is, because that's what I'm finding out. I'm finding out the Hashem that, that's alive in Chai Vekayim in me. Sometimes people are the most uh, uh, greatest achievers. They, they, could, they, they have amazing achievements. They get so many things done. But you can see they're hiding. They're building buildings. They're closing deals. They're doing amazing shiduchim in the world. And it's all good and holy things. They don't have an inkling who they are, as to who they are. No idea. But what's the next thing? What's the next project? What's the next project? They don't know who they are. Sometimes, not always. Sometimes. That's the, that's the trap of Olam Asiyah. That's the illusion of this world, of the world of doing. Mitzad Echad, you're supposed to be involved in doing, but it should never be on the cheshbon of finding out who you are. Why isn't who they are just doers? There's more to that. There's more to a person's nefesh. What do they find out about themselves through doing? That I'm able to do these things. I'm able to help. And I'm able to, like you said, being a shadzah, building buildings, whatever it is. He's a doer. Whatever needs to get done, I'll get it done. The least amount of his soul is revealed to him through Olama Asiya. Uh, by the way, I said sometimes. Right. Not always. You see these Chabad Shluchim sometimes. These guys are pounding away project after project. But that's because it's become revealed to them through years, probably growing up in the system, learning the Pneumus Torah and understanding that this whole world is about lifting up. Always, right? So that, that's a different operation. I'm talking about the person that's just not exactly operating from that kind of a place. But again, a person can be doing good things their whole lives and not have an inkling as to who they are. That's what he's saying. Nafsham lohid galtalahim. Their nefesh didn't, was not revealed to them. Wait, uh, me. one, one second. Can we just finish the paragraph and then we'll get right back to you? Sorry. We're in the third line in this paragraph. Midotav mitrakshot ubeavato ubeirato itbarach nafsho mitlahevet. Then what ends up happening is that the fiery passion that's in you to figure things out and to do something, once you got a glimpse of who you are, it wants to do something with it. That's already beautiful. What ends up happening sometimes is that there's such a burning passion to do, but you haven't figured out how it relates to you. And that fire that you've now stirred up inside becomes destructive instead of becoming a torch that then shines other people. Now, this is a very important thing. What happens to a person? We need, we need very like spiritual, healthy avodat Hashem. Spiritual, healthy avodat Hashem. And I hope I, hope, I hope I understand this to the extent that I can try to explain this the way that I'm feeling it. You ever, see, you ever see people that, um, it's almost like the Lahavdil, but Ribshon Bar Yochai and are coming out of the cave. So they have a certain fire in them, right? But because we're in Olama Asiyah, the deeper inyan of life is not just to get a fire in you. What's deeper than that is to figure out how to keep the fire connected to where it's supposed to be and not Khalila to become a, hach, a machriv, to become a destroyer. That's like the hardest thing in the world. Sometimes the hardest moment in a person's life is walking out of shul. Out of shul. Because I have Reb Shimon eyes. Some, hopefully. Sometimes. 
So what I think he's saying over here is that when your midot are refined and you've done some internal work of figuring out what you want to do in this world, echshu, somehow, deep down inside, look at Tov, when the midot are clean, that means when I've really, really, like I've caught myself and I'm like, this inyan of kas, this inyan of jealousy, this inyan of, of shmirat abrit, this inyan of all these, whatever it is, I'm aware of it. I want to work on it. I want to conquer it. Hashem, show me how this passion that I have right now is to conquer, not conquer, is to refine my midot. The fire remains contained and it doesn't destroy those that are around you and also the, and even, even part of yourself as well. I think sometimes we've, our own fire has destroyed us when it's, not, when it's not put into the right clay. Definitely it comes out sometimes on our people that are closest to us, like our wives and children. We have such a fire. What are you doing with it? So this inyan of tarat amidot, Chazal kept on saying, we know that you're going to be able to stir up a passion because you're a human being, you're you're a piece of Hashem. But if your midot aren't clean, you're not going to know what to do with it. You're going to end up being destructive. Yeah. <laughs> you have to hang out with us much more. Okay. okay. This is very important. It will be clarified to us how great it is to be mitragesh. Being lethargic, being apathetic, being a person of apathy, is Gehenom. It's Gehenom. It is. People that spend their life being lethargic and just being, you know, when you know what apathy means, right? Mm-hmm. Apathetic is Kiido. I was working yesterday on a teaching from Rib Shlomo on Parshas Ekev, and it says, Vaya Ekev Tishmeun, right? So where do we see the word Ekev first time in the Torah? Ekev. Where? Ekev the snake, where does he hang? Where does he, what's his klala? Is that he lives by the, where the heel is, by the dust of the earth. Because what is the snake? For, what's the snake? He has everything. He doesn't have to work for anything. And that's when you have everything. Everything's dust. Nothing means anything. Nothing means anything anymore. So you would think, what do you mean? The snake is, how is this a klala? How is this a curse? He, he doesn't have to work hard on anything. He's, he, whatever he needs, it's right there for him. That's exactly the joke. The joke is, this, the, 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 the illusion is, is that when you have everything right there, then nothing, mean, nothing means anything anymore. Nothing means anything anymore. So again, v'agav idbarer lanu ma'gadol shel hitrakshut. How great it is when a person, something means something to you. You have atamitragesh. Atamitragesh mi masho. You know, people, I don't know when this stuff, but people used to lead to ragesh from the fact they live in Eretz Yisrael. People used to be so much mitragshim from the fact they live in Eretz Yisrael. It's so sad when that stops being something shemeragesh otcha. 
But when he says over here, when you are working on your midot, oh my God, you realize how special it is to have Yitrakshut in my life. Miragesh. I'm giving myself deep musa right now. It used to lirageshoti to go and perform. It did. Once upon a time. It's very rare these days. I'm like, I'm, I'm confessing. Very, very rare. Lirageshoti. You walk into a room, start playing a guitar, and people are singing a song you wrote. It used to lirageshoti. What happened? Makara. You have, to, you have to cleanse your midot to be aware of the privilege of having enthusiasm. So he says, When you allow yourselves and you call out the snake that tries to make everything dust, then you, right, tzaddikim are, tzaddikim are constantly working on the primordial sin. The primordial sin is not eating from the tree of knowledge. The primordial sin is listening to the snake that tells you that everything is meaningless. That's the primordial sin. He says, you can come to a place that your kochot are mitbatlim. All your koach is misbatel to a hitrakshut. All your strength, everything, your passion in life is in awe of the fact that you are feeling something. And when you really are mitragesh, when you're enthusiastic, when you're passionate about the Avat Hashem, Avat Adam, Yirat Hashem, that you're feeling, won't, won't you need to be doing anymore? Eating or sleeping. How could that be? How could that be? I'm not going to need to sleep. I'm not going to need to eat. How could it be? So what, how could it be? Answer me. How could it be a person can reach a place in his life through his spiritual avodat Hashem that he really doesn't feel a need to eat or to sleep? Sustains you. Huh? Sustains you. What sustains you? That, that the heat shoot. Sometimes I see. Uh, sometimes I see the most <coughs> awkward, awkward those awkward lobby shidduch dates. Do you know? You had you had those? No way, now. I had. You had. Yeah. <laughs> how how passionate were those? So good. They're they're, they're the worst. It's a torture. It's torture. You never had it. Never, you never saw this in like the. I've seen it. In the in Baal, there's actually a lot of those. Huh? Huh? Waldorf, yeah, big. Oh, they have like mama stations. Okay, so sometimes you have that. Sometimes they work. I don't know, whatever. But. You ever like my wife and I have this thing when we're when we're out, so we always and we see this or we see people like doing the walks around Tachanari Shona when the guy's getting really like wild and he takes off his hat and he's holding his hat on his side. Right? So we're always wondering what number date this is, right? We're always like guessing, like this is date two or three and right it's never five, because it doesn't happen five, right? Five is five is meeting the parents. But the point but what I'm trying to say is like this. You ever lose yourself when you realize this is the person you want to spend your life with? You think you have to eat at that moment? You have to go to sleep? I want to spend my life with you, but I'm so sorry. Like at 11, I have this Indian. I have to, you know, I know myself, my body. I got to be in bed. So with us too, I can only learn this much. I can only learn, I can only dive in this much. You ever lose yourself in learning? Lose yourself in tefillah. Lose yourself in tefillah. 
all those essential needs that you're always so certain, B'Shem Kedusha, that for your health you need, something else happens. It doesn't, ha- it doesn't last, but at least for the moment, it could be there. The best is like, you know, shul, clocks at shul. It's such a weird thing. Clocks and a shul. Isn't the whole point is to just get lost in the world of, of itrakshut? Itrakshut, right? Yeah, I, I wanted to share. Uh, this was a really long story, but I'm not going to tell you the whole story. But basically, for two years, uh, I was Rav Ramon's driver. That's what I did for two years. That's good. Yeah, so Rav Ramon, <laughs> without going his whole long story, but without going into it, he's a Rav here in, in Gushetia. He's the Rav of he's Gushetia. The Rav of Gushetia. Yeah. If I didn't buy him food, he did not eat. Hmm. This is what it is. Didn't eat. This man, he didn't sleep. It just he didn't eat. <laughs> he didn't sleep. Wow. Yeah. After two years, I couldn't do it anymore. So I'm not, I, I got burned out. Really? This is his life, you know. And this is a man. And so you think, okay, he doesn't eat, doesn't sleep, teaches Torah all day long, you know. Never sees his home. What are you talking about? Every birthday he's home, he makes some kind of chocolate with his girls. And this, the other his girls come at 12 o'clock tonight. How come you gave my toothbrush to the other girl? It's unbelievable. This man is involved with wow. his family. And he doesn't even sleep. That's amazing. It's unbelievable. That's amazing. I, Which Rebbe was it? The Trisker Magad, I think, never ate and never slept. So they asked him, Rebbe, how could it be you never eat and never sleep? He's like, you know, sometimes I'm so, I'm so hungry, but it's... It's I'm I'm so tired. Who can eat when they're tired? <laughs> and then, but and he said, but then you know, I'm I'm so ti- uh, I'm so tired, but then I'm hungry. Who can sleep when they're hungry? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, either way you they look at it, yeah, they sustain each other. You but know, I, I'm just gonna tell a really short story. I'm, I'm sorry, but, so they say the same thing about the ruptured sir. So oh. when you, Reb Naftali of ruptures. Uh, and uh, Zara Kodesh is his book. Anyway, so busy with his kilan, his family, and everything is in the other, so he passes on. So they came to his Talmud, the Rav Wolf, and they said, so what was the, the, the most important thing you learned with the Rebbe? He says, we would learn from the Rebbe. He had the time to learn with us from 12 to 3 in the morning. That's what we learned with him. He says, the most important thing I learned with, from the Rebbe was when he closed the Gemara at 3 o'clock in the morning, the way he kissed the Gemara, mm. that was the most important thing. Mm. It was like, he drank shoot. He drank shoot. He drank shoot. I think like our children, I, like we said this the other week, I think our girls can learn so much more about Yiddishkeit by watching their mother light bench licht than, than anything that they can be told about tradition. Mm. The koach of a nefesh that's revealed. Everything is nullified in the face of a revealed, of a soul being revealed. When a person is act, they're doing what they're doing. They're doing an asiyah, but it's the, it's the nefesh that's being revealed, not the action. Yeah, I see you're doing an action, but while you're doing a very holy action, I actually see your soul being revealed to you, being revealed to you and, and, and being revealed to us as well. Did any of you see Rav Biederman dance with the menorah on Zos Hanukkah? Do you see that video going around? I'm the, I guess I'm the only one that sees videos. No one sees anything here. 
ואיך. וככל שההתרגשות וההתפעלות יתרה היא, the more that the התרגשות and the activation based on התרגשות happens, יותר הכוחות והחושים לפניה מתבטלים. You see and smell yourself more and you're מתבטל before the enthusiasm that you have. You think about that. You're מתבטל, you have bitl, before your own moment of experience, before your experience. Are the mitot only expressed through asiyah? That's a great question. Let's think about that. What's a midah? Take a midah. Ahava. Is, ahava. is love only expressed through doing something for someone or telling someone <coughs> that you love them? So for me, Ahava, you know that you have Ahava inside. No one else would know that, but I guess the answer is no, because I know right. I have much love for the person next to me. Right. And I, I know that. Like, so I don't need to do anything. To Even I would say. Sometimes if Amida needs to express in order to feel it, it does, maybe it means that it's not shalem. Because right. an expression is, is bachutz. Or, or to the other person. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, what is it? Does it do anything to us right now that we're sitting here and we know that we have love for each other? Or would it do much more if I showed you that I loved you and that we showed each other that we loved each other? So we're not there on the level yet that it would be enough to just sit around and know that we have love for each other to sustain us. I think that's the point of B'nai Machshav Tova. I think that's the point of the PSS B'nai Machshav Tova, to set up a group of people that in their, just by being in each other's presence, there was a sense of, I'm surrounded by safety and love right now. Now I can do anything in the world. You don't have to tell me. You don't have to tell me. You don't have to do something. You don't have to buy me something. You don't have to get me anything. If you want to, that's great. He said that in the beginning of the year. What's another midah that we could... Yira. 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 It's less of an asiyah than a ma'aseh. Nachon, dibur is a ma'aseh. But remember, there's three levushim for the soul. There's machshava, dibur, and ma'aseh. Dibur is probably the is like Memutza. Right, but I'm just thinking about like the whole concept, like Tanya, like talking about in Bonanut, right. in order to be molid mashu. Right, it's like it's a little bit of a different shita. Yeah, nachon, nachon. In Breslov, there's they say he's Bonanut, and it's not you can't think of what is this going to get me, how what is this going to bring out into the world. It's this is what it's about. Right. Being but, present in the moment of it, what it would do. Remember, we're in Olam This is what we're here to figure out how to how to be involved. The point of the, of this is not to like refrain from Olam because it's the lowest place where your soul's revealed, but it's simply that you should actually feel what you're doing, and there's a long journey until you get there. Okay, let's say this again. Third, fourth line. Ukechol shayit rakshut vayit paalut yeterahi yotera kochot vachushim lefana mitbatlim. Veim tigdal achetahale belav kegachale eshenit lavu. And if it grows with such a passionate flame, as kol atzmo mitbatel vehi hi hait lavut, you're complete. Did you ever mitbatel before your own emotions? Do you know what that means? It's like you're really not there. 
Like you have really, it's bitla yesh, really. It's, it's the ego really is shechted. It could happen just momentarily. It doesn't maybe last for too long. But to be in your own presence and you don't get in the way. You ever hear parents say, I just want to be there for my children and not get in their way of being, of, of, of allowing them to be who they, who, who I believe Hashem wants them to be, to not get in the way. So that, you know, think about it in terms of yourself. I want to meet Batel before my enthusiasm and passion, standing before HaKadosh Baruch Hu in my Avodat Hashem, and that I, the I, the ego, does not get in the way of it. So some people, to get back to what you said before, some people believe that answering the Shaila Miani is, oh, I'm this and I'm that. I'm bad and I'm good. That's very honest, very deep. That's still on the outside. Finding out Miani is, first of all, having patience to realize that you may have no idea who the real you is. Be open to that. Refine those Midot. Dig deeper. Keep on digging deep. Don't snake yourself. Don't doubt moments of sincere enthusiasm. Don't doubt moments of sincere passion. Don't put the dust on it. <laughs> and then, when you're in that place of awe, then allow yourself to ask yourself, Miani. And then that's an answer. Oof. That's the closest you'll get to, to being able to figure out who you are. Um, one of the amazing things about Soviet culture was that, and probably still continues, <coughs> he won't let me lie. He's wondering, yeah, what on earth are you going to say? <laughs> Um, you're not supposed to show emotion. <laughs> As a musician, you should be standing straight, none of the, you know, dancing around right. as you're playing. Express yourself in the music. But, but that's a, a In the art. Right. 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 A, right. A person loses someone and they cry. The first words of uh, consolation. consolation is, don't cry. Really? And it always bothered me in this country already. Like, what does it mean, don't cry? Like, how, does it, how is it even desirable behavior, don't cry? What do you mean, don't cry? Cry, right? Wait, wait, so, wait, wait. What do you mean in this country? Uh, okay, yeah, you caught me. <laughs> Outside of Soviet Union. Um, in, in, oh, oh, meaning that people are open to crying. Yeah. Outside of So that nullifying your emotions, your true feelings, you're not supposed to show it. Like, it's, right. it's a funny thing uh-huh. to show. You can see that Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov, so Americans get together and, ah, da, 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 and Russians and not just uh, Russian people. You, you can still feel it, even if you don't show yeah, it. Right, but the desire, like, desire yeah. goal is not to show it. It's like not appropriate. This is not, uh, why do you do that? But you should know something. Really, we, we've paid a price for it also. Israelis have paid a price for that too. Because... I'll give you an example, a painful example, but it's the reality we live in. When I was um, four, f- 14 or 15, there was a pigua, Erev Purim in Dizengoff Center. I was Remember there. That? You were there? I was there. No way. It was, what, when it, it was, I'm sorry, 1993. No, 1993. No. No. 95. 95. I was there. 95. Erev Purim. And... Uh, I went, it was in the afternoon, and then I, or late morning, and I went with my rabbis and maybe like two, two or three friends 
to the scene later that night. I was living in Ranana, right? I went with my wife to that scene. And they, they showed that, look at us. You wouldn't even be able to tell there was a pigua here a few hours ago. They had cleaned all the blood. They cleaned it, right? And I kept, yeah, but I, and, I, and then that kept on happening with every bus bond. There was like the time, that was like the tukva of the buses exploding. There was a famous Sunday morning, the Kav Shmonas, where it happened like one week after the other. Two and separate I, siblings were on. Right, two, two different buses. Mishuga. And I would go later that day to the scene. There's, no, there's nothing there. The bus, it's all clean. It's all this military, uh, this military um, uh, mindset is to show heroism by showing the the Amalek that they didn't win because life still goes on. But that's that's honestly, in my, that actually turned me off completely from this from identifying myself with with that type of mindset because. Everything's, you know, if 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 not if these things don't drill a hole in your heart, right? In the name of like showing the enemy that you're gonna end up, you're gonna end up in a Beit Meshugaim in a few years. You know, you're, the whole country is gonna end up in a complete loony bin in a, a few years later. And I mean, a, a mother was stabbed in front of her two kids this morning, and the and the stabber got away, but the news made sure to mention five times. Nivdak hareka, im zareka leumani oplili. Or is she? We're checking now to see. Ah, that's the latest that's thing. thing that's the thing now. Is that's it a fifteen-year-old girl fought with her father? Therefore, she went and did this. The murderer of Eli K had a fight with his wife. She ran away to Jordan. Also, oh, now we understand. Therefore, right? Everything is nothing. So that's what I'm saying. Like you're saying in Russia, they say don't cry. So because we've had to like figure out how to fight an impossible war here, it's almost like, don't show that this is killing you. Be strong. Like if a soldier cries at a funeral, right? But En Malasot, the Rebbe is saying, you find out who you are whenever you're, you allow yourself to feel. This world is so hard to do that, the world that we live in right now, because it's all about moving quickly, rush, getting things done. Like, yeah. It's... There's no time to feel. You could, we have moments, I'm sure all of us here do it, but if every moment was like that, you would think that it wouldn't work at all. Nothing would work. You wouldn't be able to get anything done. You wouldn't be able to, to, to do the physical act of whatever work that you're trying to do. You would think that, but I know that's not the truth. No, but the Rebbe is saying we have to come to a decision in life. In terms of the, what you just said, what does it mean to get things done? Does finding out who you are and having your soul revealed to you fall into the category of getting things done in this world? Pashut. Mm. This is Piyasetzna. Does that fall under the, this, like, the to-do list of Olam Gilgal, right? Mm-hmm. Because he, I think he's saying that's what the Baal Shemta was all about. And there was 180 years. Now, this is already over 100 years ago. This is 100 years ago. This was uh, 90, 95 years ago this was written, right? 90 years ago. So we're, we're still at it now, but at least, you know, Bezrat Hashem, we are addressing that. But the point is, he's saying, you've never even stood in front of your own Itrakshut and, and have, like, let yourself go. And, and like, fall in, like, what does it mean? Like, usually, unfortunately, we say when a person takes their life, they say, Me'abed atzmoladat. 
That means they lost themselves in knowledge. They completely lost themselves. But we, I want to say it in a deep way, like losing yourself in, a, in, a, in, in your hitrakshut of being an Eved Hashem. Just losing yourself for a second. Forgetting what that next nigan is you're supposed to be doing or whatever it is. Just being lost in it. Zemashu. Rav Rimon. This is what this is attainable to each person. This sefer is going to teach us how to turn on that button because it is a button. It is an activation. Don't ignore it. It is. It's chashuv ma'od. Until this burning coal doesn't destroy anybody, it stays contained, and you figure out how to live. You figure out how to live in a very beautiful way. Okay, let's stop here. We're in the bottom of Yud Gimel. Okay. We'll stop here. We'll continue here on Monday. Bezrat Hashem. All right, check out, boys.